Welcome to the Find Your Passion podcast with myself, Dan Curtis, composer, producer, and public speaker. I'm going to start with a question. How many times have you said over the course of the last year, I wish I could go back to how things were before COVID came along? I mean, I stick my hand up straight away and say that I've done this on numerous occasions. But was life actually that great? I know from my own life, I was probably living a bit dead, if I'm honest. I certainly wasn't seizing opportunities. I wasn't going out and making new friends. You know, kind of seizing the day, you know, that was not happening for me. So was life really something so brilliant that we want to go back to that version of ourselves and the way that we existed? I am not for one second beginning to say that we didn't miss our friends and family. We would have liked to have gone to restaurants, to football games, whatever that is, to clubs, classes. I'm just talking about the place we were in, both mentally, physically, spiritually, before COVID came along. Can we learn something? So as we move forward, we can become a better version of ourselves than we had before COVID came along. And as a result of COVID, actually realize that we can achieve a lot more. So that's what this podcast is all about. I'm going to talk to you about something that I came up with called the depth of life concept. The D stands for decisions. How many times has someone said to you, oh, if you just make the decision to try, that's the most important decision you'll ever make. Or you've read that quote or someone said something different, but, you know, kind of means the same thing. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? If we start something, that's the most important decision. But let's be honest. Lots of us start things and we go to the gym. The gym is a great example. We go in there, we smash out a load of weights. We might go for a couple of weeks and then we stop going because life gets in the way. And other opportunities perhaps come in. And they, at that moment in time, seem far more important than going to the gym. I don't think you can achieve anything unless it becomes a habit. So something that you almost kind of have to do. And that's why if you keep going to the gym, you may not see something the first week or two weeks. But after a couple of months, you're going to start seeing those results. And for many, that might be enough to keep you going. And that kind of better you. That, that you that feels more confident, perhaps that's enough incentive to keep moving forward with that. But so many people, and statistically, you know, it's very, very clear that people lapse their memberships. But why do they do this? Because ultimately, the motivation just isn't strong enough. And this is what we're going to talk a little bit about. So we reject a lot of new ideas out of fear or even worse, how people ultimately perceive us, our friends, our family, our peers, you know, how are we seen by others? And if we do X, Y, and Z, how is that going to affect our reputation, the way people think about us? The former president of the United States of America, William Jefferson Clinton, said that the opportunities we turn down are just as important as the ones we seize. So I think this is a great, great quote, one I've remembered since I first read it. I wanted to backward engineer 
the most important, most memorable, brilliant moments in your whole life. And the decisions that you made that actually led to them happening. And then I want you to dare to imagine that you'd made a different decision. A com- maybe a completely alternative decision which could have set your path on a completely different direction. Now, it's impossible to say whether the effects of that different decision would have been better or worse, but we can say in a roundabout way that those things, those memorable moments, those moments where you look back on your life and go, that was a great day or that was a great moment, they could not have happened if you'd made a different decision. Has anyone ever seen the film Yes Man starring Jim Carrey? That really changed my thought process on a lot of things. Now, being honest, I do not advocate saying yes to ordering a bride on PersianWifeFinder.com, but ultimately, the decisions he made in his love life, work life, and in all his relationships actually changed his life. Just by saying yes, so many of us just never even get started. We are in a monotonous cycle of the same things over and over again. We walk to work the same way. We never use the stairs, we take the lift. We go to the same bakery every single day, and it might be a fantastic bakery. We go to Starbucks. We don't try out the local ones. You know, we are creatures of routine. We need routine. But it's only when you break that routine that things start to happen. The most dangerous and the worst wager in the whole world is the one-day wager. One day, I will. That never comes. It's just something we say. If it meant that much to us, we would be doing it now. Or at least putting in plans to actually move forward. It all starts with a decision to try, or, you know, as the film says, the decision to actually say yes. But this is just the bare bones. There is so much more to to success and happiness than just making a decision which could have positive impacts in the future. E stands for environments. Now, we must shape and create positive environments. Environments make others happy and allow others to feel safe and secure as well as ourselves. How many times have you said to yourself in your life, I've just got a bad vibe or, you know, I hate this environment. It's awful. Environments are led and set by people. We are all leaders of environments. We can make the absolutely mundane fun by creating a positive environment and one where others feel free to be creative or make mistakes and ultimately be themselves. I had a boss who was undoubtedly a narcissist. I mean, she went out of her way to play constant mind games and belittle her staff, but fortunately never picked on me. We all used to wait for her to leave the building and then became this kind of sense of calm that kind of floated over the building. And I become the kind of de facto boss and everyone would instantly switch on their music and basically have a party until she came back. 
The environment changed instantly. I mean, the building was horrible, a hideous place. But that kind of proved that when she went out of that environment, we changed it. And it's not about what's around you. It's about how you use it and how the people kind of interact with it and the freedom that they feel. This is what it's all about. And, you know, we used to wait for her to to actually come back outside and we'd all switch our music off and get back to doing things her way. But productivity actually went up. People being themselves and just being free and, you know, not being worried that they were going to be kind of picked on or anything like that led to increased productivity. And, you know, that can only be a good thing in all ways, people being themselves. And obviously, from the business perspective, people were working hard. The P for depth is purpose. Now, Simon Sinek, start with why. If you've never looked at this, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing concept, a brilliant book. And Simon talks about the golden circle, which had a really kind of profound impact on my life. You know, what do you do? How do you do it? And most importantly, and the most difficult to answer, why do you do it? You know, why do we do things that, in general, I mean, our our life why? You know, why do we make certain decisions? It's a really important question. But ultimately, going down Simon's uh, route of thinking, and it's one that I absolutely wholeheartedly believe in, you know, what are your goals, your values, your beliefs? You know, what is your purpose? What is it that makes you authentic? I believe passionately that this should include supporting and helping others as a major component in your life's purpose. The best people will always give value over taking value. It's just the way they're set up. And I believe we should do that all the time if we can just to throw value out into the world. And, you know, what we receive, we receive. But it shouldn't change the way we are and the way we live our lives. People with purpose do not start the day kind of fixing yesterday and kind of making repairs, you know? You you go to bed and you're like, damn, you know, I've got to go back and deal with that, which I didn't deal with yesterday. Or, you know, I didn't start this, I said I would and you know, all of that is very negative. You know, you need to live for today and actually prepare for tomorrow. And this is a, a major lesson I think, you know, so many of us need to actually to understand. Find your purpose, read Simon's book or pop on YouTube and have a little, little look at Simon's Start With Why. And it's phenomenal. And I, I really, really strongly suggest doing it. The, the T stands for trust. You know, trust is what holds society together. It cements relationships together. Ultimately, without trust, there is no love. We thrive and advance when we trust others. You know, who the hell wants to get to the top of a mountain and turn to your side and have nobody there to share it with? What's the point? You know, it's it's better to have someone with you, to share Trust is an amazing gift to receive and an amazing gift to give. Our best friend, you know, best friends, they have windows, I think, into our souls. And it takes a long time to kind of build that connection. It's kind of cultivated. The reason trust 
is given kind of a bad name is because we are impulsive when it comes to love. We can meet someone in a Starbucks and for some crazy reason we believe we have a connection with them. Truth is we know nothing about them and we are so eager and fast to trust them and skip the steps of trust that we put our friends through that when things don't work out we blame trusting too easily or trusting people as the actual you know, reason that everything broke down and, you know, we're not going to do that again. But actually we were impulsive and we were to blame for that. This is why trust is a gift. Trust should be earned and trust should only be given to someone who's earned it, someone who deserves it. People need to work for your trust and they should be, you know, open to giving it back. I think that's, and you should be open to giving it as well. I'm not telling you to stop trusting. I'm just telling you to hold everyone to the same account. The best leaders will always trust their team. After they select them, you know, pick people who believe in why you do what you do and not what you do. I'm not suggesting you would trust everyone you work with, your house, your money or your wife. But can they do the job that they are there to do? If they can, trust them. The H is for happiness. And I think happiness is born as a result of taking opportunities, creating positive environments, having purpose, helping others, trusting ourselves and trusting others. And this will lead to a happier and more fulfilled life. We live in a cycle of what I call direction regression. What we see in motion pictures is a director's vision. The room for individuality is constrained and you become utterly unimportant. And the delivery of the vision is absolutely everything. The vision that the director has set. You know, why are outtakes at the end of movies so funny? The reason's simple. You see the real people. They're un, you know, they're they're not kind of constrained, they're not pushed, they're you know, uninhibited. And that's why they're so funny and so often the best bit about the film. You know, when I was little, I asked my grandmother to buy me tins of spinach after watching Popeye the Sailor Man. The fresh stuff was not popular at the time. You can walk into a, a corner shop and, and grab, you know, a, a pack of spinach. So she went out to um, a kind of big, big store and bought 12 cans of this stuff. And I'll always remember the utter disappointment when I tried to squeeze the can that didn't open like Popeye. I remember thinking that not everything we see is real. After tasting the canned spinach, I mean, I went right off the idea of being Popeye. It was absolutely horrendous, salty and disgusting. It was, yeah, absolutely vile. So, uh, yeah, that taught me a big lesson. Happiness, like anything, can be fostered. If you go on a trip, you plan. You put together an itinerary. You know, how you'll get to a place, what you'll do, what your aim is, how to make the most of your time. But why on earth do we not do this with life? You know, why are we happy not having a plan or any real purpose with our days? You know, without these principles, we're literally out of our depth and we'll never be as happy as we could be if we made the decision to dance with fear and stop living in the fog of illusion. With the belief that we can do better. And we can be better.